Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. It's Eric Erickson here. I hope you're doing great. We got a lot to talk about today. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, you can always text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. To begin, I want to play you two audio sound bites. This is from uh, the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, Christopher Ray. Partners are doing, um, and that's unfortunate for everybody. On immigration, do you believe the cartels should be designated as terrorist organizations? Well, I do believe that the cartels represent a significant threat, and we have hundreds, the FBI has hundreds of investigations that go into cartel leadership. And I'm interested in, in all appropriate legal tools that will help us go after them. We are going after them. Obviously, we're not responsible for the physical security at the border, but we recognize that the threats emanating from the border are serious, uh, and we're determined to do our part as a team effort to combat those threats. We have uh, field offices all across the border that have made you know, hundreds of arrests just last year. I mean, I'll just give you one example. Uh, you know, our Albuquerque division, our New Mexico division, in one seizure last fall, seized a million fentanyl pills, as if that weren't enough, loads of methamphetamine, something like $2 million in cash, lots and lots of guns, ballistic vests, hand grenades. The, those million pills, think about that for a second. If just 1%, 1% of those pills contained a lethal dose, you're talking about thousands of American lives that our folks and our partners saved that day. And that's just one FBI field office in one seizure in one day. We're doing scores of those investigations. So it's a significant threat, and we're determined to do our part. One more clip. This is from a mother of a fentanyl victim testifying on Capitol Hill. Either well, Republicans and Democrats, of course, always uh, go at each other whenever the border is being talked about. But today really focused on the testimony, emotional, dramatic testimony from this mother, Rebecca Kiesling, who lost two of her sons to uh, fentanyl poisoning. And that led her to come here to the Hill today and demand from lawmakers that they stop the bickering and they stop the smuggling of fentanyl across the border. Watch. If we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, you damn well know you would do something about it. This is a war. Act like it. Do something. I had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple weeks ago. He is a venture capitalist in California. Uh, he, I ironically was talking about it. It's somewhat funny. He'll know I'm talking about him when I tell you the story. He was at a uh, conference in Las Vegas with finance executives. And so I, I've, I've got to go out there this weekend for a meeting. And when I go to Utah, when I go to Las Vegas, when I go to northern Arizona, uh, the altitude is is pretty high. You're talking seven, 8,000 feet in some areas, 4,000 feet in others. The air is very dry, and I get nosebleeds. Uh, I typically now my 
ENT uh, tells me to use saline nasal spray and humidify my nasal passageways before I go out there because uh, your sinuses get really dry in that air until you're higher elevation, it's dry, you get stuffy, you get nosebleeds. And he was like that, uh, got a nosebleed, and he thought, my gosh, I'm at a conference of, of uh, finance uh, venture capitalists. They're going to think I'm on cocaine. <laughs> And he was talking about uh, that led to a conversation about how common it is in these high tech, high stress financial worlds. Cocaine has come back. I was talking to a radio executive a while back who said it's just a commonplace more and more for people on his staff. He's pretty convinced or are using it. And there was a story in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, about a month ago, about uh, five different people, uh, two worked for hedge funds, another worked for an investment bank, two prominent law firms, young people. They all died in New York City, uh, not from cocaine overdoses. They used cocaine, and it was laced with fentanyl. This friend of mine who was at this conference in, in Las Vegas said among those people who he hangs out with, he does not partake, and I believe him, but he said it's very common for them to carry test strips for fentanyl, that it's it's become commonplace, that you've got to make sure your drugs are not laced with fentanyl. What a weird life. Just as an aside, what a weird thing. I like I, I don't know people who like do that. Maybe I do and just don't realize it, but this this commonality of, of people in, in these industries who are just regular like drug addicts and, and they don't think they have a problem and they're addicted and, and they don't realize it and how common it is. And they're, they're using fentanyl test strips to test their cocaine to make sure. But the, the issue is fentanyl. And you can say, and, and this is something that comes up on the complete opposite side of that. You can say, screw them. One less drug addict. You can listen to this mother who lost two sons to fentanyl deaths. And say, oh, she must have been a bad mother. Why would they do that? Don't judge. I know people who got addicted to opioids because their doctors prescribed them for them for major injuries. And I know people who occasionally smoked marijuana and got some that had fentanyl laced in it and they died. And I know parents who have struggled to get their kids free of addictions and couldn't and they lost their kids. I, I know someone very well who lost his son to a drug overdose. Tried everything he could in and out of rehab. The drugs were so potent they got a hold of his kid and they, couldn't let, they wouldn't let him go. Not a happy topic to start the show with, but the point is this. We know for certain the drug cartels in Mexico have run across the border. They've set up shop in American cities. We know the drugs are coming in nonstop. Part of me wonders if our American politicians and policymakers have become so convinced the war on drugs was a failure, they don't want to fight another one. They would rather our kids, relatives, loved ones, friends, and neighbors die than fight a war that they've been convinced by the libertines they lost.
I can tell you when we were fighting a war on drugs, uh, the car in front of me didn't smell like marijuana every time I'm on the interstate or the highway and have to turn my air on in my car to inside air because the people in front of me are smoking weed in their car. That wasn't happening when we were fighting a war on drugs. Our kids weren't dying of fentanyl when we were fighting a war on drugs. And if we're not going to fight a war on drugs, can we at least fight the drug cartels? They've set up gangs in American cities. They've crossed the border. They're bribing elected officials. They're working with the Chinese to flood Mexico with the creations of China and smuggle them across the American border. They're roping human trafficking victims into carrying it across the border. They're finding other ways to get it into the United States. An insatiable desire to kill Americans. This mother is right. We are in a war, whether we believe it or not. We are in a war that we did not choose to be in. If we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, you damn well know you would do something about it. This is a war. Act like it. Do something. Why isn't Congress and the president? And by the way, this is a bipartisan problem. Don't you dare blame Joe Biden for this. This is a bipartisan problem. This was happening under Donald Trump, too, and he wanted to build his wall, and he couldn't build his wall, and he didn't do a whole lot else. And we can't arm the Mexicans. That's one of the solutions that Republicans and Democrats alike have floated. Let's arm the Mexicans. You cannot arm a failed narco state because those arms will go to the drug cartels. Mexico is a failing state. Oh, but it's racism to say that. No, the hell it's not. It's the truth. Mexico is a failed narco state. There are parts of that country the Mexican government cannot send its army or they will be slaughtered. We have a problem. And you know, part of the issue here too is that you've got these branches of American tribalism now where, oh, why are you dealing with Mexico? You can't solve East Palestine. Why are you dealing with Ukraine? You can't solve East Palestine. Why are you dealing with with, with this? Why, why not just build a wall? We got multifaceted problems and, and we, we've got uh, the two old dudes from the Muppets in the balcony yelling out their opinions on things and they don't know jack about it. The fact of the matter is we have a multifaceted problem south of our border and it's tied into the Chinese. And neither the Republicans nor the Democrats have seriously thought about this. They do not want to fight a war on drugs because they've decided that they can't win the war on drugs because they gave up fighting a war on drugs. And now we got drugs all over American society now. You drive down the road and you can smell the marijuana even in states where it's not legal. And nobody cares anymore. Nobody wants to enforce anymore. No one thinks it's a problem. Society around us is collapsing. Kids are getting addicted to drugs and they're laced with fentanyl and the next generation is dying rich kids poor kids white kids black kids moms and dads are losing their kids moms and dads are then losing their lives we're losing executives we're losing school kids all to this crisis that no one in washington on other side actually wants to do a damn thing about because they're convinced it's a war on drugs and why are we fighting a war on drugs we did that before well then fight the freaking drug cartels go to war blow them up Donald Trump wanted to and was restrained by the military. At this point, we may need to. Do we not have the resources to find the manufacturing facilities and send in the spies to blow them up? Do we not have the resources to send in the assassins to kill the drug cartels? We have them embedded within our American cities. They are killing our children.
and no one in Washington wants to do anything. And yeah, actually, there is a partisan point here. This president could do something. And instead, you know, the thing that frustrates me the most about the Democrats in these situations is because they can't do a holistic, systemic approach to everything, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to build a wall because there are underlying root causes that must be addressed. No, if you build the wall, it begins to lessen the burden. Build the wall. And do the other things as well. This can't be an all-or-nothing approach. Mr. President, American kids are dying because of what the Chinese and the Mexican drug cartels are doing. What are you going to do? Don't give me the root causes BS. Don't give me the nonsense about we must address the underlying causes. Why not build a wall? That will at least curtail. I mean, this is, is common sense. You build a giant wall across the southern American border to keep people from coming in. It reduces the patrol burden. And by the way, you've taken away the surveillance hot air balloons down there because you seem to not claim to have funding. You're making the problem worse. You need to make the problem better. And to you Republicans who just scream about the border wall, it's not just the border wall. There are other things you can do as well. And we should be beefing up police training. We should be expanding the number of police officers. We should do a wholesale crackdown on corruption. Inside this country, the drug cartels are bribing officials and setting up shop around the country. This must become a multifaceted approach, but we should not believe that because we can't take on all areas at one time, we can do nothing. Take on an area we can take on. We can sure as hell build a wall. And we can sure as hell lob missiles at the production facilities in Mexico. And we can dare the Mexicans to challenge us on this. They are a failed narco state. And their failures is making it easier to kill American kids. And we should not rely on the diplomatic niceties of our southern border when they're allowing this horde of drugs and human trafficking victims to come across our border and pollute our kids and kill them. Addiction is a terrible, awful thing. There are a lot of people in this country who struggle with it. But there are also a lot of people who would not be dead but for the drugs being laced with fentanyl. And we should be able to stop that. And we should be able to stop it by any means necessary because that mother is right. We're at war. Whether we choose to fight it or not, they're killing us. So my kid has a queen-size bed. We've got a king-size bed. We got him bull and branch sheets, and he's used them. He had, like, kid sheets, and now he's old enough. He doesn't want the, the action figure sheets anymore. Well, we got lost because, I mean, the sheets look like our sheets, except they're queen-size sheets, and they got put in our closet, and the kid was in despair. We got him bull and branch sheets. They've gotten softer and softer, and he's like, where are my real sheets? He refused to sleep until we found the real sheets because... They're that soft. They're that good. They're made with a 100% organic cotton thread. They get softer in every wash. You can stay cozy all winter long with a set of bull and branch sheets. They really are that good. We have them on multiple beds in our house. My goodness. my Seriously, my kid, uh, he's finally like, my sheets are for kids. I'm, I'm grown up now. And uh, it's just a, a step of quality above what he had. And now he's like, can't sleep without these sheets. They're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made without toxins. They're free of pesticides, formaldehyde, 
other chemicals. They fit the deepest mattress too, which I love because we have a very thick mattress on our bed and it fits. It doesn't like bunch up and then snap off in the middle of the night when you roll over. You can get 15% off your forced order Bowling Branch sheets when you use promo code Eric at BowlingBranch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Let's go to the phones. Don, you're going to be up first today. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hello. Hi. Is this Eric? Yes, it is. Hey, Eric. Great to talk to you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate what you're doing today. Thanks. It's about time somebody stood up and, and told America what the hell is really going on in this country here. Look, I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted that it, with Republicans it's all we got to build a wall and nothing else, and with Democrats it's all we got to deal with the systemic underlying root causes of poverty in Central America and nothing else. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's a semi. That's all right, Don. Yeah, we only got about a minute and a half though. Okay, I was just calling to say thank you for what you're doing and. You're spot on about what's going on in our real estate development in our country. What's the problem with the real estate is outside of foreign investments buying everything up for the people who live and work here and have to earn an income in this environment have a chance to. And that's a real issue. Homeownership. Yeah, look, it it, it is. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, The reality is we got we're, we're allowing China to come in and buy up our land. We're allowing uh, Mexican narco cartels to come across the border and set up shop in our cities. Uh, there, there is. I, I wonder if the problem that we have, just off the top of my head, honestly, is it because we lack pride in our country these days? It, it's so easy for us to hate our neighbor if they disagree with us politically. We, we, are, we are incentivized by so much of the media, particularly in social media and our conversations there, to hate each other unless we agree on everything. We've kind of given up on each other. We've given up on the nation. Uh, we're, we're feeling the ramifications of this giving up nationwide uh, with the number of people who are killed. And, and, you know, I've mentioned this before. In fact, I think I mentioned it yesterday that a lot of TV and radio news networks don't cover this problem because their research shows people change the channel. And it's bad for ratings to cover this because everybody knows somebody who has in some way been affected by the opioid opioid crisis, by fentanyl. They don't want to deal with it. You know, we, we actually had a couple, there's a two vacant lots, some woods, and then a house on the other side of us. Had a couple there who they've gone to federal prison. Turns out the husband, uh, who was a very generous, charitable guy, was actually running drugs up and down the eastern seaboard for a cartel, uh, was tied to a multi-million dollar drug raid. They were growing weed under the house, which you could smell it at night. The mom was getting the kids to steal guns out of people's cars. I mean, this is happening in, in suburbia. It's spreading around the country. People have just lost pride in, in everything, and we fight each other and not the actual enemies. You know, it, 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 it's interesting to me the level of tribalism that we have in the country. I've gotten three emails from people, and I've emailed all of them back. Uh, saying that they're mad at me because I said, don't blame Biden. Well, I'm going to blame Joe Biden. This is all No, you know, the, the open American border predates even Ronald Reagan. 
Is it worse now? Yes. Is there a massive overflow we didn't have during Trump? Yes. But this isn't a new problem. Biden is president now and certainly has exacerbated the issues. But my point was larger. If we could just pull ourselves out of the day-to-day politics of American life, this is a problem that has gone on for years. We've had drugs flowing across the border in different kinds for years, and not a single American president on either party has done anything about it and uh suddenly now we're like well it's all joe biden's from no it predates joe biden it's a failure on a bipartisan basis the drugs have changed the dangers of the drugs have changed it's worse now than it's ever been before he certainly exacerbated the problem but my point is to try to get you out of tribal thinking and acknowledge both sides have failed us here both sides have failed us here Don't yell at me for telling you the truth just because you hate Joe Biden because he's the here and now. This is a both sides failure. Everybody on both sides has failed us and our children are dying because of it. I got to move on to something related. Vladimir Zelensky said that if we don't help him now, we're going to have to send our kids uh, to Ukraine and they will die there. And this has been latched a hold of by isolationists and pro-Russian sympathizers in the United States and has spun itself into a lot of lies and been taken out of context. What he was saying is that if we don't help them stop the Russians, the Russians will be emboldened to take on NATO directly and then our children will be uh, going to Europe. Whether you think they will or not, they will. It's called the NATO Alliance. And we have a lot of your kids are there right now in the military, stationed in Germany, Poland, and elsewhere. That was his point. You can disagree with him, but at least let's be honest about what he was talking about. There's a lack of honesty when it comes to talking about Ukraine from uh, the people who have decided Russia is really not the bad guy or uh, we have no business being in Ukraine. We we can't be there because we can't be here or whatnot. Uh, You know my views on the situation. I, 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 I've, I've thought about this a lot, and, and I want to step back and at least talk about this in a slightly different angle from what a lot of people are talking about, and hopefully you can just take this one nugget away. There is a view that has encroached Western civilization through our academic institutions that is the idea the West has imposed an order on the world that is white supremacy based and is not necessarily the only way forward. You hear this a lot on the left and in academic conversations. You hear this, interestingly enough, from China and Russia and Iran and places like that. What they're actually talking about and what they don't like and what they try to dance around the fact is through trial and or error over a number of years and decades and centuries and millennia, Western civilization descended to a rules-based system for diplomacy and governance. And the Eastern world, the Oriental world, however you want to call it, from the Occidental world to the Western world, has a might-makes-right mentality. The battles we are facing in the world right now are between those who prefer a rules-based system the West has shaped or a might-makes-right system the Eastern world, the Chinese, the communists, the authoritarians favor. There are a lot of people in Western academia, 
on TV who disdain what the Western world has done. Uh, now, I gotta, I've got to pull up a quote here because you need to understand this quote. Um, it's one I've used before. And this is from G.K. Chesterton from Chapter 4 of Orthodoxy. Tradition means giving a vote to the most obscure of all classes, our ancestors. It is the democracy of the dead. Tradition refuses to submit to the small and arrogant oligarchy of those who merely happen to be walking about. All Democrats object to men being disqualified by the accident of birth. Tradition objects to their being disqualified by the accident of death. Democracy tells us not to neglect a good man's opinion, even if he's our groom. Tradition tells us not to neglect a good man's opinion, even if he is our father, even if he is dead. Essentially, what this is getting at is through trial and error over centuries, the Western world established a way of doing things. And the Western world, unlike the Eastern world, unlike Asia, fought a series of horrible near-global wars that killed, over time, millions and millions of people. And through those wars, working frameworks came up that became rules-based, where when you navigate the path and the rules, you can get to something. Smaller countries, developing countries, countries in Asia and Africa, they reject it. They think it is colonialist, but it protects them as well. The battle we are having in the 21st century is a battle between those who believe the Western world order is flawed but better than an Eastern world order that is flawed and not very good and caters to the authoritarian strongmen of the planet. And if you are rejecting the Western worldview as so many in academia and in the media and the Chinese and and Russian uh, oligarchies do, you are favoring a world of perpetual war where those who are the strongest survive. It is a survival of the fittest regime and it is pushed on us by academics telling us the Western system is full of white supremacy, colonialists, colonialism, and racism. This is what we're dealing with in the world. The Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians, and now the Brazilians. The Brazilians have accepted Iranian naval vessels in their ports for the first time. They want a world where they are in charge. It is a world where the United States is perpetually in second or third place. There are some Americans who think we're such a bad country. We're so full of conservative tyrants or woke idiots that we don't deserve it. And it's, it's by the way, this is tribally on left and right. There are people on the right who think America needs to lose to punish the wokes. There are people on the left who thinks America needs to lose to punish the conservatives. They all hate America and they all want China to be dominant. There's an entire class of people on the right these days who praise China, Russia, Hungary nonstop. They think they're so much better because they battled the wokes. They're so enraged by what's going on culturally in this country, they've decided to hate it and turn their mind to those countries that despise the Western world order because they actually think we'll be safer culturally there. Our souls will be safer. Have you paid attention to religion in those countries? It doesn't go very far. 
There are people on the left who hate conservatives in this country. They hate uh, the pro-life movement of this country. They hate the successes of the pro-life movement. They hate the successes of conservatives in this country. They hate that Republicans ever have a shot of winning, that they praise the Chinese. They they praise the tyrants. They praise the Iranians. They, they, they want to make kissy face with them and think that they're the ones that should allow to, to run the world because if they run the world, we can't run the world. We will be less dominant. All of these people hate America and blame it, and it is now infested portions of the right and a whole lot of the left. And we see this playing out in this fight over Ukraine. There's a guy who will go nameless. I just roll my eyes now every time I hear him talk. He gave an interview the other day and said that our children are dying on the fields of Ukraine, in the fields of Ukraine for a war that we shouldn't fight. And I thought, well, damn, I don't know any American who's lost a kid in Ukraine. I thought the whole reason we were sending them tanks and weapons was so that our kids didn't have to die. The hysteria out there, the, the perverse hysteria and insane rhetoric of people on the right about this war who a lot of them really are okay if the Russians win, and, and they don't want to think about the next thing. They don't want to think about the next step, the short-term thinking. But there are people on the left as well who want the Chinese to run over us. They are so pro-TikTok, and the Chinese and the Russians, the Iranians, they're taking advantage of this. They have realized that we as a nation have turned so inward, and they have helped us turn inward through their access to social media and through the media and the like, that they we've turned ourselves inward, and we hate each other in this country. We're so busy fighting each other in this country. We don't know what real evil is. We don't know what real tyrants are. The Chinese run concentration camps. You know, I got a lot to say about the transgender movement in this country. To my knowledge, they're not running a concentration camp. The people on the left have so much hatred towards the pro-life movement in this country. To my knowledge, the pro-lifers aren't running concentration camps in this country. The Chinese are. And you have an entire National Basketball Association that won't breathe an ill word towards the Chinese running concentration camps and yet will lecture Americans on justice in America when the Chinese who they profit from are slaughtering their own people in concentration camps. You have the Russians invading Ukraine, trying to kill Ukrainians, kidnapping Ukrainian children, taking them to Russia to try to indoctrinate them threatening to now invade Poland, an American ally. You have the Iranians planning terrorist attacks globally, parking ships in Brazil. Do you not realize that there is a world at war with us aligned against us? And if we could stop looking at the guy next door and decided, oh my gosh, he's got that sign in his yard. He must be bad and realize, holy cow, the Chinese actually want us dead. Maybe we could wake the hell up and our leadership in the White House with Joe Biden is doing everything it can to keep us divided from each other instead of trying to bring us together. Oh, he uses all the soaring, high-minded rhetoric about we need to be a nation that loves each other and loves our neighbor, but then he is deeply divisive and partisan on the campaign trail and 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 picks apart the right. He hates the right. He hates pro-lifers. He hates conservatives. He doesn't much care for a lot of Christian activists out there, even though he claims to be a Christian. It's left to us. We're doing a very bad job about it. I will tell you what I think we, all of us, should do. 
is first fuel pride in the Western world order. Fuel pride in the fact that ours is a rules-based system where countries that learn to navigate the rules can actually get what they want as opposed to a system where it's the strong men who always win. That our rules restrain our power and that's a good thing. I also think that you and me and everyone listening should recognize as bad as we think things are in this country, as bad as we think portions of this country are, they really are not nearly as bad as the alternatives abroad. And that maybe if we could just leave each other alone to our communities of interest and realize we've got to take on the Chinese, the Chinese are going to take us on whether we take them on or not, that there are bigger fights I'm not saying abandon the fight to protect our kids from the wokes. But I am saying that that's not the only fight at hand. That can't be the only fight at hand. And we should be able to multitask these fights. And none of us should be apologizing for the Western world order. None of us should be apologizing for the United States. None of us should apologize for the fact that, frankly, a whole lot of countries are better off because of the British Empire reforming their governments over time and then leaving them to their own devices. You know, when you look at all the former colonies around the world, whether it's in the Caribbean or Africa or the Pacific, uh, the British world that came out of the British Empire remains far more stable than the colonies of the French and the Spanish and the Germans and the Belgians, far more stable, far more democratic, far freer. We shouldn't be apologizing for that. We shouldn't be cowled by claims of racism about that. But we also shouldn't be distracted from the fight at hand with the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians. They wish a world order that benefits them and the strong. They wish a world order that subverts America's role in the world. And the only people who can allow them to have that are us, and too many of us are willing to let them have it. And that fight is playing out in Ukraine right now, where the Chinese want to give the Russians arms. This isn't a fight where your kids have to die. But to spare your kids a greater global calamity, we actually do need to support the Ukrainians against the Russians. The fight is there. The fight is happening, whether you want it or not. For all the hysterics about our kids dying, Vladimir Zelensky is right. If Russia invades NATO, which he will if he is further emboldened, because we're giving him Ukraine, he thinks we're weak and we're failing, there's going to be a fight on our hands. I would prefer to allow the Ukrainians to die on our behalf against the Russians than send my son there. And the way we do this is we stand together and recognize the Western world order must be defended. You also need some defenses against terrible odors in your house. I mean, we might as well keep this hyper real and local. You can go to EdenPureDeals.com today and get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms to clean up the air in your house. What do they do? They eliminate odors, bad odors, noxious odors, stinky odors. They wipe them out, and you get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or attic or RV or, like me, a travel bag. Wherever I go, I take mine with me, Uh, and it wipes out odors, smoke odors, musty odors, pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors. That's what it does. It's great at it. You can get three of them for less than $200. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, and on the front page, you'll see a radio host discount code box. You put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, my name, and you'll see the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack, 
put them in your cart, buy them, get them home, and wipe out the odors in your house. A buddy of mine uses one in a they, – they bought a lake house, and the couple they bought it from had smoked in the house for years. They've been leaving the Eden Pures, all three of them, running in different parts of the house, and it has wiped out those smoke odors. It can for you to EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is ERIC. Hi there. A lot of you have asked if I can push out that opening monologue about the drug war and fentanyl and what's happening. Uh, if you text the word DATA to 33777, uh, you can subscribe, and we're going to push that out in the next hour so you can have it and pass it around. Uh, text DATA to 33777. Click that top link. Mark, want to go to you next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Um I just wanted to comment that, you know, when the Soviet Union gave up Ukraine at, at the end of the Cold War, we, we struck an agreement with them that we would keep them safe if they would give up their nuclear weapons. Yes. And that never seems to come up in this whole discussion about Ukraine. Like, we, we basically were a guarantor of their safety. And right. And I just wanted to make that comment. And well, look, I, I'm it. glad you did because this comes up by people who, who – have repeated a bunch of isolationist talking points that, well, we caused the war because we were going to bring Ukraine into NATO. That's not true. We considered bringing Ukraine into NATO, and we expressly rejected the idea of bringing Ukraine into NATO. But what we did do is we agreed if they would give up their uh, nuclear weapons and give them to Russia because they were Soviet nuclear weapons in Ukraine, give them to Russia, we would guarantee their safety. Uh, and the Russians were supposed to jointly guarantee their safety with us. Uh, the Russians have broken their word. We're keeping our end of the deal. That That's historic fact here. This idea that we provoked Russia to invade Ukraine because we considered NATO is a lie. And what's so interesting about it is it's spin the Russians themselves have advanced. And when Americans talk about this, you should understand the Americans who parroted are parroting a Russian talking point that is not true. We did consider bringing them into NATO, and we expressly rejected the idea for the Russians to say they had to come in to stop Ukraine from joining. We had already stopped them from joining. That's historic fact here, not spin, not half-truth, not lie. That is historic fact. Now, when we come back, we got to deal with depression among teens, some very interesting new data. 